What's up, guys? Welcome back to Chromatic Distortion. It's July 19th, 2018. Uh, this is episode four, entitled, A hey, What's Up, Duck? Uh, crazy here. We are on 10 platforms now, guys. This podcast can be heard on 10 platforms. And the good, the best news is... That we have finally, as of during, I was uh, it actually happened while I was recording this episode, we've been approved for Apple. So now we can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and of course, we can always be heard on Anchor, which is where this magic happens. That's crazy, though, guys. It's been a week. It's been seven days. We're on 10 platforms already. Five episodes, realistically, because we did that pilot are out. But this is episode four. Um, hey, what's up, duck? This episode is also being brought to you by Muscovy brand duck sauce. It's that creamy, sweetened, semi-salty duck sauce that will bring any food to life. Go to www.muscoviduckssauce.com and use promo code DINGLEJUICE for 10% off your first order. We are also brought to you today by Mondo's Neighborhood Pub, located in Winfield, Indiana, where you can enjoy enjoy a wide variety of drinks during your favorite Chicago sporting events. Uh, This is more along the lines of a speakeasy than an actual establishment. Visit Mondo's Neighborhood Pub on Facebook and message Armando with the code word DINGLEJUICE and get invited today. All right. Enjoy episode four. This is Chromatic Distortion. Hey, what's up, duck? Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Uh, this is episode four already. Uh, the fifth publication, though, because we did that pilot. How crazy. Um, can't believe how fast it's going. I th- and, and actually, I think I did that, that pilot on the 12th. Um, published it around 8 p.m., I believe. Uh, so if I get an episode out t- tonight, that'd be five publications in uh, seven days, a week. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I've been working full time too, you know. Uh, it's kind of exhausting though. I'm a one man show here. I'm the the writer. If I wrote something, uh, the producer, the editor, the publicist, uh, the creator, the host. I mean, I do have a co host. I got I got the cat. You know, Annabelle Rose. She's over here meowing behind me right now. If you hear. Um, Kind of just the you know just the jack of all trades, around here master of none, but but who is a master? You know I hate that terminology actually. I hate uh I hate people that call themselves a master of something. Because nobody's a master. Um, there's always room for growth. You know and somebody's always going to come by one day and just going to do it better than you. It's just a fact of life. You know kind of got to just deal with that. Uh, but I also started a, a Facebook group. And a new Instagram account for uh, for chromatic distortion. 
Uh, you can search for the both of those. Um, add yourself. Um, it just basically did so I don't have to flood you guys um, with stuff from my personal page. Um, so people want to just mute it. You know, you know they don't want to see it. I get it. So I don't want to use my personal page uh, to promote this because it's just for fun, guys. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm just doing this by myself. No, no host, uh, no co-host. It's tiring. Uh, no, no guests yet. Um, I'm trying to do some of those re, re, uh, recurring segments and kind of break up the monotony a little bit. Uh, if you listen to the last episode, uh, episode three, um, check your phobia at the door. I believe it was called. It was actually a really good episode in my opinion. It was my favorite episode I've done so far. It went really smooth. Um, I did a, a spam segment. It was called Spammed. And uh, basically what it was, was I just go into my spam folder that I've had for about 20 years on this email account, and I read a spammed, uh, a message of spam, and pick something that sounds kind of funny, and I thought it was pretty good. So I'm uh, mulling around some more ideas on that. Uh, that email just, you know, helped me get some, some content, you know, to play off of, uh, be a little bit more funny. It's hard over here just talking about yourself, uh, it's a lot of pressure, you know, when you're semi-famous uh, in the only mind that matters, you know, which is yours. And uh, just trying to get a few, uh, you know, just trying to get a few people to laugh. And basically just ranting about nothing. Uh, you could probably offer me thirty-seven fifty for my content. You know, I'd probably just Dave Chappelle it right off the stage. Oh, walk into the sunset, you know, thirty-seven fifty richer. I'm talking thirty-seven dollars and fifty cents, guys. Not three thousand seven hundred and fifty. You know, just in case you're a little confused. But yeah, I like to get some guests, uh, get some banter going back and forth. You know, so if you know someone that wants to be on, uh, have them shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram on those new pages I created. Chromatic distortion. Uh, I tested out the the dual recording function actually on this app uh, last night. I'm using. Uh, Works pretty good. So. Uh, Basically, it just you just have to have your phone. You download this Anchor app that I'm using. It's free. Um, you can also listen to all the podcasts from there. And I can just I just link up. I just ask you to link with me, and you link, and you basically just talk into your phone. I talk into my phone. We don't have to be in the same room, and uh, you just talk back and forth, and then it processes. And actually, the the quality was was pretty good. So I was uh, I was pretty impressed with that. And I think you can have up to ten people at once. You know. Uh, which you know, kind of sounds good on paper, but I mean, who'd want to listen to that clusterfuck? That'd be people be talking over each other. Nobody wants to listen to people talk over each other. Um, but other than that, man, it's been a a good week. You know, I started looking into my next travel destination. Like I said um, previously, I started traveling internationally. Uh, I think last last May two thousand seventeen took my first trip to Rome and then Thanksgiving 2017 I went back to Rome and then a trip a quick trip to Greece uh, Athens actually and then uh, this last May I uh, went to Tokyo for 11 days and actually I finished that Tokyo trip the very next day I got that uh, on this day on Facebook you know you always get those little reminders those memories that you get to see every year um, the, the, the shit you've, the crazy and dumb shit you've done for the last, like, ten years just documented on 
a social media platform. Uh, the next day, it basically said that I was leaving. I was leaving for uh, Rome. That was my first trip, so that was kind of cool. It was exactly 365 days. One, not a calendar year, I, I guess, but just a, a, a rolling year. I guess is how you would. I guess would be the correct terminology. I'm not real sure on that. I love it, man. I'm loving it so far, the traveling. And I just want to be free. You know, I just want to be a free man. You know, as free as free as I can be as a human, you know, here on earth. I just don't want to be a slave to that clock my whole life. You, know, you follow a schedule from the moment you're born to the day you die. Think about that for a second. You follow a schedule from the moment you're born to the day you die. You're always chasing that clock. It's crazy. That's not the life for me. You know, and it's not a good life, I don't think, at least for me, you know, but my responsibilities are different than a lot of other people's, you know, I'm not married, don't have any kids, so, uh, my responsibilities are just different, I don't, I don't have that, that holding me back, really, um, you know, like, oh, I can't leave my kid, or I can't leave my wife, or I need to, uh, take them all with me on, uh, these crazy expense because it's expensive, you know, just to get over there. But I, my point, I, I want to um, not have to come back, and that's nice because I don't have those responsibilities. I just want to go uh, backpacking uh, somewhere and just just keep the just you know basically be an expat and just just keep the uh, just keep the tr the travel going. What really got me into wanting to do this solo travel thing was. Um, so I used to listen to, uh, and I still listen to, I shouldn't say used to, uh, the Joe Rogan experience a lot. That's one of my favorite podcasts. And uh, he said I needed, people need to listen to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, uh, one particular episode with Henry Rollins, and just hear about Henry Rollins' crazy um, travel experiences that he does in all these countries all over the world. And so I listened to it. And it was it was pretty crazy. It was it was a very it was a very good episode, and it really like just made me think a lot. And like, okay, I I, I want to do this. I I want to see other things. I want to um, because I traveled a lot. I travel a lot uh, over the U.S. I've lived in like seven or eight different states. I've I've been a lot of places here. Um, I never I never really actually what was uh, interested in traveling overseas. Until I really actually uh, listened to that that podcast, so he also had a guy on um, Ralph Potts, and Ralph Potts wrote uh, an amazing book called Vagabonding, and I read that, and it was a really good book, um, and that kind of got me into wanting to do this whole backpacking vagabonding thing, um, this long term long term travel, you know, which is which is what what my dream is. And um, Ralph Potts on that episode quoted, um, I think his name was Gilbert, Gilbert Chesterton. Uh, and if I butcher this, I'm sorry with the quote, but I think he said, the traveler sees what he sees. The tourist sees what he has come to see. Think about that. The traveler sees what he sees. Right? So basically just whatever he comes across, he sees it. The tourist sees what he's come to see. And that's why I don't do that itinerary, because I just want to go somewhere, like I said in a previous episode, and I just want to I just want to be there and enjoy 
what I'm seeing at the time. I don't want to be rushing. So basically, you know, I'm thinking about my next trip already. And um, I think number one on my list right now is is Southeast Asia. I want to do like a little Cambodia, Vietnam, uh, Thailand little trip. Um, and just just to see, but I'm not real sure if I'm if I'm ready for that yet, um, for that big of a trip, three countries, um, it'd be a lot more travel, um, by different by different routes than plane, a lot of walking, you know, it's it's a bigger trip, it's a it's scarier. Um, but I also want to do China, I want to do Australia, but just a little scared of those bugs, scared of those spiders, you know, that phobia we talked about last episode. Um, Australia just shit just. A lot of things that can kill you. So then I also want to do New Zealand. Because I'm thinking New Zealand is right there by Australia. But they don't have so many bugs. And it's beautiful there from the pictures I've seen. Um, so yeah, basically those are the uh, those are the places I'm thinking about traveling right now. Um, and what, re- what really got me into, uh, into podcasts was just riding my bike. Uh, I started riding my bike a lot. And I started listening to these podcasts. So podcasts really, um, the, my love for podcasts started from wanting to lose weight, which then turned into my love for wanting to travel, which then turned into now a podcast that I would love to do while I'm traveling. It's crazy how everything kind of connects um, to itself and kind of just all works out. But I really need to get back on that bike, to be honest with you guys. Um, definitely for my next trip. Loved riding my bike. I just love the uh, the endorphins it releases. You just feel better about yourself. You feel happier. You feel high, man. Just like high on God's cocaine, I think. You know, God's cocaine is oxygen. And I know a lot of you guys are probably thinking to yourself, well, wouldn't air be God's cocaine? And I don't think so. Because air is like three, three, three quarters uh, nitrogen. So, if, I mean, if you take a hit off, take a hit off, hit of nitrogen... That's probably going to be the last breath you ever take. You know, air is only like 21, 21% oxygen. So oxygen, to me, is God's cocaine. <clears throat> kind of just sprinkles uh, that oxygen out into the air like some pixie dust. You know, you're just going to suck that shit up, you know. Just getting high on God's cocaine, just, you know. The oxygen's crazy, though, man. Gives us life, but kills a fish. Think about how crazy that is. Gives us life, kills that fish. Also, what makes uh, perishable, perishable foods go bad? It's kind of fucked up, too. Had mac and cheese yesterday. Mac and cheese don't go bad. But I like that craft mac and cheese. I'm not a big fan of that Velveeta shells. I had like four bites of it yesterday. I, had, I bought an eight-pack of Velveeta shells. I forgot it wasn't that good. I took four bites, threw it away. And I don't eat food unless it tastes good. And I got a good reason for that. It's because I'm not a child. Now, while we're on the subject of uh, of kids and uh, little babies and egg sacs in, fall- in fallopian tubes, uh, my friend listened to the podcast, uh, my last episode, and, you know, we talked about some birds from... Uh, one of the phobias was birds. So he sent me this little video of, um, like, 
uh, it's like a bird in his penis. And it just like unravels and comes out and, you know, shoots its little ejaculate, its little, its little man batter uh, all over the place. And so I, he's like, you should talk about this on your next podcast. I was like, I could probably get that in. That's funny. You know, I could work off of that. And so, I, you know, I wanted to look up what it, actually I was seeing. So I think I just typed in, I think I typed in Google. I just typed in um, uh, bird, bird penis, because I thought we thought it was a bird. Uh, bird penis, something like that. Uh, bird penis ejaculates or something along those lines. I don't know what, what I did. I did this morning. But it pulled up uh, this National Geographic Science and Innovation article. And I no bullshit, this title says, how chickens lost their penises. And in parentheses, and ducks kept theirs. That's a badass title, man. How chickens lost their penises and ducks kept theirs. Ducks are gangster. And it's like, it says, if you've never seen a duck's penis before, have a look at this infamous video. So I would just suggest you guys search that. How chickens lost their penises and ducks kept theirs if you want to uh, see what I'm seeing. And, uh, they say that long that long dong uh, belongs to uh, a Muscovy duck. I don't even know what the fuck a Muscovy duck is, and I didn't even Google it, so I still don't know what it is. I'm gonna leave you guys to do that and figure it out yourself. Uh, and it said it's typical for that kind. It says some ducks have penises. That, guys, this is crazy. It says some ducks have penises that are longer than their entire bodies. Could you imagine why we keep why we tell people that uh, that they have a horse dick? I'm gonna start telling girls I got a duck dick. No more saying I got a horse dick. No, I got a duck dick. My dick's like a duck. It's longer than my entire body. You know, and it says, but forget the uh, the shape, the size, and the uh, the surprisingly explosive extension because it did it just exploded out. It's weird. But it says the weirdest thing about it, and this is even going to fuck you, your guys' mind up more because it, it blew my mind. It said the weirdest thing about the duck's penis is that it only has one. It says most birds don't. Did you know birds didn't have penises? It says there's almost 10,000 species of bird. Now, that's crazy also. 10,000 species of birds. No wonder I'm scared of them. There's a lot of them. They're going to take over the world one day. They're kind of intelligent, I think. Only around 3%. Of them have a penis. That includes ducks, geese, and swans. And large flightless birds like ostriches and emus. It says, but eagles, flamingos, penguins have all completely lost their penises, bro. So America's eagle don't even have a penis, man. No wonder. It's starting to make sense. The bald eagle doesn't even have a dingle. It also says wrens, gulls, cranes, owls, pigeons, hummingbirds, and woodpeckers. A woodpecker, bro. We gotta change the name. I didn't read this full article. This is getting crazy. A woodpecker. We just gotta change the what we gotta change the name. You can't be a woodpecker. You don't even have a wood or a pecker. Both of your names imply you have a penis. Chickens still have those dicks. I didn't realize a chicken had a dick. I thought chicken was the one that just kind of, the rooster just kind of sprayed the eggs, but I think I was wrong on that. But it says they're kind of barely. They said they're tiny nubs, 
and they're not good for penetrating anything. Okay, so maybe my uh, maybe my my uh, assumption was right on the chicken still. Uh, but it says in all these species, males still fertilize the female eggs by sending sperm into her body, but without any penetration. How the fuck does that work? And wouldn't that be horrible for us if uh, we can make little babies uh, with no penetration, just like through dry through dry humping? Dude, there'd be a lot. There'd be a lot. There'd be a lot of high school kids uh, uh, getting pregnant from dry humping. Man, that'd be an epidemic. It just says they because they says it's just they just mash their genital openings together, and he transfers sperm into her. In a maneuver called Colloquial Kiss. Man, they got a, that's a beautiful name, at least. Colloquial Kiss. Dude, I should have named my podcast Colloquial Kiss. Maybe I'll have to change it. I don't think so, but that's a great name. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, I'd recommend uh, Colloquial Kiss. Because that's beautiful. You're just spitting out beautiful words. You know, just kissing all them beautiful ladies. Colloquial Kiss. Two... Two Dunnicks demonstrate... Oh, it's out of another video. We ain't gonna watch that. I don't even know what that is. Uh, yeah, it says there's lots of examples of animal groups that evolved penises, but I can think of only a bare handful that has subsequently lost them. Man, that's crazy, dude. Because I, I really thought uh, a chicken fertilizes an egg by... Uh, I thought I really just thought the 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 chicken, which is the female, just laid the egg, and then the rooster would come by and just squirt, uh, just just squirt its, its semen on the egg, and that would make the egg be fertile and start growing the baby. I really I really believe that. But that's also what's cool about an egg because there's if there's no if there's uh especially free free uh free-range chickens and their eggs. This is even cooler for them because they're free and they're eating that good grass. Uh, but all you all you vegetarians and uh, vegans need to listen to this, all right? The chicken has to lay that egg whether it's fertilized or not, okay? So it's going to drop that egg. And that little, that little, uh, that little uh, yellow yolk, and I like my eggs um, over easy. I always get my eggs over easy. It don't matter if it's on a hamburger, if it's on top of a melting pot skillet from um, the Paragon. A lot of people you listen might not know what the Paragon is. It's a decent restaurant. It's not bad, but uh, the melting pot skillet's delicious. But I get my eggs over easy. If I'm going to eat eggs uh, at the house over easy, on a hamburger over easy, it doesn't matter. It's over easy. I want the yolk to explode. Um, so that little yolk and that white part which eh, doesn't have no flavor. I guess it don't really matter. But I don't like hard... First of all, I don't like hard-boiled eggs. Uh, cooked yolk's disgusting. It's scrambled if I'm going to eat them the other way. Um, hard-boiled eggs are trash. Get rid of them. Um, nobody wants to eat that dry-ass yolk. Um, but what's cool about uh, a chicken is so that the egg has to come out anyway. And it's not a baby. So it's not a... It's... I mean, I, I hate... This is going to sound really disgusting. And... Uh, but it's... The... It's basically the chicken's period, and they just got—they just gonna drop them every day. It has to get those eggs out because it's gonna keep making those eggs. It's never gonna stop, so the eggs have to come out. So if you're raising chickens, 
and there's and you don't have a, you don't have a rooster, then that egg's never gonna be that never that egg can never be it was never gonna be an animal. So you could just eat it. You know, for you, for you people that that are that don't want to eat uh, animals and feel bad for the animal, the chicken gotta gotta lay that egg anyway. So you might as well just eat the egg because otherwise it's just gonna sit there and go bad and it's gonna rot. But some chickens brood. I think it's called brooding. It's like uh, when they hatch one of those eggs and they, for some reason, so apparently a chicken's pretty smart and they know that that egg just kind of has to come out and that they don't have to worry about fertilizing it. Uh, or, I mean, not fertilizing, my apologies. Um, they don't have to worry about it being a, being a baby. They know it's not fertilized. It's not, an, it's not really a baby. Um, just, like, just like you women would just um, don't flush, uh, throw in the trash can, you know. Uh, your maxi pad or your tampon or whatever whatever your uh, uh, choice is. Um, so it knows, so it just kind of leaves it alone. But sometimes they go into a brute and they believe that that egg has become fertilized and they go nutty and they start, they'll sit on that egg because they want to hatch it. And so they're going to try to keep it warm and they'll start, they'll start, uh, a chicken's crazy. They'll start plucking out, they'll start plucking out their feathers and they'll get really high stressed and they'll start making the other one's high stressed and the other ones will start doing the same thing so you got to pull that chicken out of there otherwise all your chickens will uh will start will start getting stressed out start plucking out their pe- uh feathers thinking this egg needs to hatch and a little chicken needs to come out and also in case some of you chicken sympathizers uh were just wondering uh, what if i told you a chicken is not uh is not a is not a herbivore. What if I told you a chicken is an omnivore and chickens actually prefer meat over uh grains and whatnot. I bet you you think I was a liar. Well I'm gonna tell you go ahead and Google that shit. Cause I bet you throw um <clears throat> go to a chicken coop, take a mouse and throw it in there. Those those chickens are gonna fight for that mouse. And one's going to grab it and it's going to run around. The other one's going to have to like Rocky Balboa and catch the other chicken and try to pull off a leg because it wants a little bit of that meat too. And chickens eat, eat like uh, like grasshoppers. And they eat all kinds of insects and bugs. Uh, chickens like meat. So uh, I bet you a chicken would eat you even if it was big enough. If a chicken was as big as you, I bet you a chicken would eat you. That's why I don't have no problem eating meat. And I think some of you, uh, I feel bad, like the animals, the way we do the meat, I get. All right. But just the whole concept of uh, we shouldn't eat animals. I don't buy it, man. I'm not a, uh, I'm a critic. I'm a critic of that, uh, of that assessment because that animal would eat you. You know, you don't think, you don't think Cecil the lion, you don't think Cecil the lion would have ate you. Fucking crazy, guys. Come on. That lion would have murdered you with in ruthless cold blood, not even thought twice about your life. Like it cares. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? You're in, you're just you're just you're a nice little uh a little steak. Just a filet mignon. Or my personal favorite, a ribeye. Or maybe you're gonna splurge a little bit. Maybe it's uh maybe it's your anniversary or your birthday. Maybe you splurge a little bit and get that porterhouse. Get both of them. Get the best of both worlds. Maybe that's what Cecil the Lion thinks of you. That's what he's gonna do to you, that lion. 
But uh, I think my cat would even eat me. I think I read a, I think I read an article that uh, that your cat secre- secretly wants to eat you. My beautiful, my beautiful, my beautiful baby. She's like ten. She's the sweetest thing ever to me. She wants to eat me. That if she had the opportunity, she would eat me. And that's kind of crazy to think about. I wonder if she's like. Uh, sometimes you wake up and she's like lurking, and uh, it's weird. She'd be like just like kind of looking at you, just sitting there right by your pillow, looking at your face. And I wonder. Is she thinking about eating me? Just making me a nice meal? Like I keep feeding her the, I try to I try to change up her food. I give her the same brand, so don't tear up her uh, her stomach. But I uh, I change it up every every bag, so she gets a little bit different. But I don't feed her cat. I don't feed her uh, treats, because uh, I don't want her to beg. So like I never wanted a cat to beg. So my cat doesn't go outside. She doesn't know what outside is. She's afraid to be outside. I can open the door, and she won't go anywhere. I can open the front door. She'll come lay by my foot. She won't step outside. She knows better. Uh, keep a, uh, I run a tight ship over here, to say the least. But So I never wanted a cat that beg. I didn't want her to beg to go outside. If you ever had a cat that wants to go outside, they will meow nonstop. Cats are uh, they're patient. They're super patient animals. So they'll sit and watch. You know, that's how, that's how a cat gets its prey for the most part, even big animals, even the big animals. So I, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, you know you know the difference between a large, what they call consider a large cat and a small cat. So obviously house cat's a small cat. A cheetah's actually a small cat, considered a small cat. Um, things like um, lions and tigers are big cats. And the difference is a big cat can roar. So a big cat roars and a small cat meows, bro. That's pretty crazy, right? That's kind of a cool... A cool thing and uh so they get their prey by being patient so a cat will like uh if you ever seen an outside cat will see something like a chipmunk or something running under a bush that cat will sit there and wait for that uh that chipmunk to come from out that bush if it can't get in there to get it it'll wait forever and big cats will do the same thing they wait and they stalk their prey and they they walk real slow and they're just patient they just wait so if you've had a cat back to back to where I was kind of going with this is uh so cats are patient so they'll be out forever they'll they don't give up so I never wanted my cat to uh beg so she I didn't want a cat to beg to be outside I didn't want a cat to beg for treats uh, but what she what, what I didn't expect was she just begged for attention so she has so much stuff, man. I think she has more stuff than me. But she's just constantly begging for attention. She just meow all the time. But that's a great trait, really. And uh wish wish I was more patient at times uh, with things. I could rush. So maybe that's something I should learn. We could all probably learn from uh, from animals. We could learn a lot of things from animals. I think one thing we could learn from the cats then is patience and not only patience but uh we can learn to eat that meat there is nothing wrong with your television set do not attempt to adjust the picture we are controlling transmission welcome to this day in history all right welcome to the inaugural segment of this day in history it's basically just going to be um, a recur one of the recurring segments I talked about earlier in the show, um, where basically we just run through some quick 
uh, cool little facts that happened on this day. So on this day, this July 19th, 1848, the very first thing that pops up, this is pretty cool, the first woman rights convention called the Elizabeth Cad- uh, Caddy Stanton uh, was held in Seneca Falls, New York. Way to go, you New York women. Way to stand up. That's 1848. That's a, uh, if you think about it, that was a different time. 1848, that's pretty bold for those women to stand up in that time because, you know, I believe there, there's a law, there's a law in, um, and I believe it's still on the book because I worked with this lady. Um, her name was Amy. She was a really cool girl. I wish, I, mean, I wish I could find out. I don't have her number anymore. Amy was a really, really cool girl. Um, uh, she told me she had been writing her congress her congressmen uh and and legislators in South Carolina because there was still a law in the book that um you know it's a bible belt you know um it's a, it's a blue law there there's there's these blue states and they don't take laws off the books just like Indiana ju- um just finally did the liquor you know it's just, it's an old sun it's an old church thing we're not going to get into religion but um there was still a law on the on the books that a man could be uh, on the on Sundays between tw- and this time might be wrong, but be on Sundays between twelve p.m. and three p.m. You could beat your wife on the courthouse steps with a stick, no bigger than your thumb. That's crazy, dude. That's where they got the uh, that's where that term um, rule of thumb came by. Cause they were, and I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just, I just. I'll throw that out there because uh, they, they could be they could beat you with a stick no bigger than their thumb that's crazy so that's 1848 way to go women um, uh, 1941 July 19th 1941 Winston Churchill was the first to use the two finger V for victory sign Man, we've done some dumb shit with that since 1941. That V, right? You know, sticking your tongue between it, doing the little, the little, ah, uh, how many, how many creepos have done that to women? Right? It's going back to uh, 1848. These women started standing up, so you wouldn't do that to them. Here in 1941, that first V, that first V sign came up. People still doing that to this day. How about 1966? 50. 50-year-old singer Frank Sinatra, listen to this, gangster. 50-year-old Frank Sinatra married 21-year-old actress Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow was good-looking, 21 years old. That's rocking the cradle, man. 50 years old to have money. That's what money money does. But she had money, too, I would assume, at 21. Uh, Let's see, what else? 1993. Here you go, liberals. Um, if you're a liberal, um, this one probably got to irk you a little bit. 1993. You probably would think a Republican would have done this. 1993. President Clinton announced the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" policy regarding gays in the military. Now I love me some gay people, and that's a that's a cra- that's a crazy. That's a crazy statement right there. 1993, President Clinton announced, don't ask, don't tell. I didn't know that. I honestly did not know that. But uh, that's, all on the, that's, all, that's all I got for today. Um, for this segment, I appreciate it. I hope you enjoy it. Leave me some feedback on if you like this segment or not. And uh, we did the spammed one before. And uh, we're going to keep these segments going. All right, thank you. We now return to your regularly scheduled programming.
Welcome back to the future. Alright guys, that's going to be all for episode 4. Hey, what's up, duck? Um, again, we can be found on 10 platforms now, guys. 10 platforms. Please like, share, subscribe. Definitely if you're listening on Apple, please subscribe. Please rate me. You can actually rate me now. You can give me some stars. Um, tell me how I'm doing. Give me feedback. Um, you can even um, go to my Facebook pages, Cro- uh, Chromatic Distortion. Go to the Facebook page. Go to the Instagram page. Search for me. Uh, like, subscribe. Tell your friends. Share the links. Let's do this. We're on Apple now. We worked hard for that. Let's 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 hit that. Let's hit that uh, subscribe button. So, like I said, I'm on ten platforms now. I'm on Apple. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Anchor. And I believe we're only waiting for like one or two more that we've uh, that we've applied for. Like I, uh, 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 I don't remember. I think there's a couple more. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this episode. It's episode four. Again, this is Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Hey, what's up, Duck? You have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of chromatic distortion. distortion.